Ever since we started using relevance online marketing, I could see a drastic improvement in our SEO. I mean, we are ranking so much higher when searching for dentists in our hometown. We are seeing more new patients and certainly someone you should give a, give a look at if you're considering new marketing companies. Just absolutely awesome. I would recommend relevance to any practice owner who wants to see what proper marketing can do for their office. I want to thank Dr. Paul Etchinson for introducing me to relevance marketing. They've done a great job, very thorough. I'm happy with the results. Thank you guys for all of your help. We never truly realized how powerful this could be. It's really changed our business for the best. I think they're definitely worth every penny. Easy to communicate with, easily accessible, does what I ask, and even shows me some reports when things are going a little bit off track and what they're doing about it. You know, it's just a level of service I just haven't really received from other marketing agencies. Since we've been using Relevance, we've seen a tremendous growth in our business. I would recommend their services to just about anybody. Search engine optimization uh, and getting your ranking on Google to be the highest it can possibly be. The efforts uh, by Relevance and their team and the efforts and the things that they've done with the, uh, the SEO as well as the social media. Highly recommend it. So what are you waiting for? This is Dr. Paul Etchison telling you to get a free consultation with Relevance. As a listener of the podcast, you get the first month free and there is zero obligation to continue if you aren't blown away. Make this the year you grow your practice to the next level. Go to RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com to set up a free consultation. That's RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com. Welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Paul Etchison. We are here on Monday, May 1st, 2023. May Day. May. It's going to be May. Uh, Started off by saying that I'm taking on one or two more additional coaching clients right now. If anyone is interested, please reach out to me, dentalpracticeheroes at gmail.com or go to dentalpracticeheroes.com. You can set up a free consult call with me. You can see my calendar and set up a call. If you think we might be a good fit, if you're interested in that, go check that out. Also, if you just want to sign up for a single coaching call or a call with one of my leads, you can do that there as well. A few people have taken advantage of that, and my team has been loving it. So they've been really enjoying talking to your teams. I just want to give a shout out to Tanner. He gave a five-star review and wrote, He does an amazing job outlining what is possible, but also what is required to build an amazing practice. Everything is easy to follow. Along but deep enough to have a notebook worth of notes by the time you are done. That is a five-star review on the book, Dental Practice Hero 2, the sequel. Thank you so much, Tanner. And we got Donald Yang, who wrote an Audible five-star review. And thank you for the five stars on the performance, because I read it myself. Donald said, very insightful information on maximizing your practice in different ways, depending on how you want to practice with the end in mind. So please check out my new book. I'm so, so proud of it. I'm getting such great feedback on it. And please give it a review if you did like it or if you bought it and you thought it was useful. It does help me sell more books and reach more people. And that's ultimately what my goal is. All right. Today, I want to talk about a few things that you can't really put into a book. And these are some things that come up in our practices. This is how I feel you should deal with them. So I think this is something probably everybody's dealt with. They're the things that you really can't create a system for. You need to create a culture for it. So have you ever heard anyone say at your practice, maybe an employee said like they work harder than everybody else. 
And the knee-jerk reaction for these people is usually then they just stop working so hard and they just do the minimal like the other people do because they work so much harder than them. And they feel like they take on a big burden of responsibility to the practice and the others do not. And I think without any guidance and without you vocalizing these things I'm going to talk about, you may create a practice like that. And I think that's just natural because some people just work harder than others. And that's normal. It's life. Life's not fair. I have to remind my uh, 12-year-old that like often that life isn't fair and whoever told you it was fair is is lying because it just isn't. Something that needs to be stressed is that everything we do at the dental office is team related. We are relying on the team. Every single step that we do is based on the previous step being completed correctly. If we had to go around all day and double check everything that the people did before us, like, okay, was the insurance done right? Okay, did we take the payment? Did we numb the patient? Did we put the topical on? Did we, all these things, like these steps that need to happen as a patient moves through our office. We would literally waste so much time and energy and we would be really burnt out. This is why I think it's important to create clearly defined duties and decide whose responsibility is whose. But we need to stress that we need each other, right? And that we rely on each other. And in order to trust that the previous steps are done, all of us have to make sure that we do our own individual part. So we need to point out what happens when a ball is dropped by someone. So let's say the insurance breakdown wasn't correct, and then we generate a surprise payment for the patient. That's a good example where the ball gets dropped. Let's say like maybe a lab case isn't sent out, and we schedule the appointment with not enough time between the lab and us. That's another issue that would be dropping the ball. Let's say we don't collect, and then there's a discrepancy after the work is completed. Another upset patient, another surprise. Let's say we take the patient to the front for a treatment plan, but we're not really clear on the handoff to the person in the front what the patient had done or what they needed, what they needed to go through at the front desk. Sometimes we won't complete or enter in the correct procedures in the back that sets the front up for failure, that sets the treatment plan up for failure, the co-pays that go up for failure. Every single thing, it just snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. And sometimes in a lot of our offices, we just have all these things happening at once because we just don't have people doing their part and they don't realize how important their parts are. So Sometimes it comes up about bonus systems, and I've been a big champion of a bonus system where everybody gets the same bonus. And I won't go into too much detail about what my bonus system is right now, because I think my bonus system should actually not be the one that you're using if you're a smaller office. This is for bigger offices. I really do like a grab bag bonus based on daily goals for smaller offices. And when I say small, I'm saying like 15 people or less, maybe, when you don't have like double, like when you don't have shifts. That's what I say. I don't want to get too much into that. But everybody receives the same dollar per hour bonus for the pay period. So people that work more hours get the, everyone will get, say, for our last bonus, we bonus huge. You heard me talk about how big our March was. I think everybody got like a $7 per hour bonus. So the people that worked 40 hours per week got a lot more bonus than the people working 15 hours per week. But everybody got the same dollar per hour bonus. What I want to stress is that when we meet our production goals, that means that, one, our schedules are full. That's the front desk, right? That's our patient experience. That's the people in the back. Two, we do same-day dentistry. That's the efficiency in the back along with the front desk getting the treatment plans presented and the payments taken care of. Sometimes the RDH will numb so that we can move it along and get it done and squeeze it into our existing schedule. Three, we're adding services and hygiene, which sometimes that could be sealants that needs help 
from an assistant, or we're helping each other turn rooms. Everything we do is a team effort. Case acceptance is a team effort. Patient experience is a team effort. Everybody on the team matters, and no one should be bonused more than the others. That's just my opinion. And you could have people compensated differently, like maybe you want to have all the providers, such as like hygienists and doctors, are compensated on a percentage of production and maybe take them out of the bonus system. I'm not that crazy about that, but I mean, ultimately, we should all reap equal benefits from a high-producing office because it's not just one person that does the high production or any department that makes it happen. It's a team effort. It's everybody. So I think it's so important to stress how much we depend on each other to your team. Another thing is that no one is above everything. At my office, the RDHs and the assistants alike do sterile. It's not just the assistant responsibility. And we have three end-of-the-night checklists. We have one for assistants and one for RDHs, and we have one for the front desk. But for the assistants and the RDHs, like they're in the back. So they're just kind of together. And it is a rule in our office that nobody leaves until it's all done. If there's some final items on there that can't be checked off because we still have patients in chairs, it might be like, say, for instance, if someone's last patient, an RDH last patient has canceled and they done everything on the checklist that they could, but there's some things that they can't do because there's still patients in the chairs. I want them to go around and ask everyone that works there still before they put on their coat. This is not like you're saying it as you're already walking out the door and you say, hey, what can I do to help you before I go? That's a different question than, do you need anything before I go? We're saying, what can I do to help you? Because I want to make sure this is not like a, well, no, I'm an RDH. I went to school for a long time and I don't need to do this junk. I'm above it. Uh Uh-uh. Team effort. Everything is a team effort. Same with the front. If anyone is leaving early, everything is done on that nightly checklist. And that question has been asked, what can I do for you right now before I leave? So this is the culture you need to create because let's face it, some team members are going to work harder than others. And if they leave your practice for another practice because they're frustrated about that, they're going to find the exact same thing at another practice because that is life, guys. Some people just work harder than others and it's the way it is. And some people like to vocalize it more than others. And some like to ask what's in it for me more than others when others never vocalize much at all. And that is how it is. So do not beat yourself up as a leader if you are getting these kind of questions from people because I've been doing this a long time and I'm telling you these questions come from the same people. Some people feel this way and other people just keep it to themselves or don't feel this way. And some people work harder than others and others don't. And that's just the way it is. So you're never going to have a practice where these things don't come up. But it is your goal as the leader to hammer home on these points and create some rules that help minimize this. So everybody at your practice needs to take everything at the practice seriously. And this is done by what you say and do. My team knows that I do not like it if I see you walk over some trash and I will call you out on it. I will say, hey, 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 wait a second. Like, I don't want to see you walk over this. I see this, see this. Oh, I didn't see it. I mean, they probably didn't see it, but I want them to know that I better not see anybody walk over something. And trash, I mean, like some leaves in the hallway or maybe a paper point or like maybe just a little fuzz from a cotton roll, something like that. You know, stuff that doesn't belong on the carpet 
don't walk over it, pick it up. And you got to pick it up too. I will point these things out. I close drawers when I walk by them. I close cabinets if they're open. I really don't like when we seat patients and the chairs aren't arranged in a certain way or if there's stuff on the floor. And if I see somebody, I will call them out on it because it matters to me. And if it matters to you as the leader, it will matter to your team. Everything that I'm talking about, this is all done by a team working together to achieve a similar and a combined goal. So if your team needs to hear you vocalize these things to notice and believe in it, and that's when it becomes part of the culture. So that is what I think a good solution for everyone. And I think everyone needs to hammer these things home at team meetings. Just talk about it. When you're talking about the team, every team meeting you have, there should be some element where you're trying to reel in. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is why we are special. And this is what we're doing well. And this is why we need each other as a team. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you next time.